Hello, I'm Vincenzo Genovese, a journalist based in Brussels, where I cover European news. In my last episode, I explained how and why the issue of immigration has been a source of tension for the countries in the Schengen area. It has led to a tightening of internal controls in the free movement zone, while having another consequence. Keeping two countries of the European Union impatiently waiting at the borders of the area to be allowed to enter. To date, the Schengen area covers all EU countries except Ireland, Cyprus, Bulgaria and Romania. Croatia became the last member in January 2023. But while Ireland decided autonomously to opt out and part of Cyprus is de facto controlled by Turkey, making it possible its adhesion, Bulgaria and Romania are since a long time in waiting list. Both countries became part of the EU in 2007. Since then, they have been in the process of joining the Schengen area and claim they have all the credentials to get in. To join the border-free area, a new member must ensure the common application of a set of rules concerning land, sea and air border controls, the issuing of visas, police cooperation and the protection of personal data. It must also monitor its external borders on behalf of the other Schengen countries and cooperate effectively with the law enforcement agency of the other Schengen countries in order to maintain a high level of security. To understand why these two countries are still outside Schengen and who is stopping them, I walked to the European Parliament on a rainy day to meet Dragos Tudorake, Romania's former interior minister and now a member of the European Parliament in the Renew Europe group. From an initially strictly technical interaction between the Romanian and Bulgarian authorities and the European institutions in order to meet all the required criteria, the issue has taken a more political turn, the Romanian MEP told me. Indeed, the European Commission has linked its assessment of preparations for entry into the Schengen area to the Cooperation and Verification Mechanism CVM an instrument used to monitor the progress made by the two Eastern European countries in the areas of judicial reform, corruption and, in the case of Bulgaria, the fight against organized crime. Which was a sui generis mechanism that did not exist for the previous enlargement countries but only for Romania and Bulgaria. This is why the two processes also became different. And from the moment that that political link was made between CVM and, and Schengen, then the two files kind of advanced at the same uh, in, in the same time, and it gave some member states in the Council the alibi to say that they would not be prepared to make a decision on Schengen for as long as the CVM as a mechanism was still open. What's more, the destinies of Bulgaria and Romania were linked and hung by a thread. To be accepted into the Schengen area, any new state must obtain the unanimous consent of the current members. A single veto is enough to halt the whole process for either of them. According to the European Commission, Bulgaria and Romania successfully completed the Schengen evaluation process in 2011. By 2015-2016, Dragos Tudorak explains, it was also time for the CVM to finish. The main reason for that, from my point of view, was that by then the two countries had developed their own internal antibodies 
uh, institutional checks and balances like any other member state to be able to handle whatever political crisis uh, might have occurred or whatever risks to rule of law and to the stability of democratic values might have occurred. But that wasn't enough, he recalls. Some members of Schengen kept opposing to the entry of Romania and Bulgaria, despite all the advances. I was in government back then, so I remember the, I was part of an effort back then to, to try and, and bring this to a halt. But uh, it was also evident at the time that there were a number of member states, with Netherlands at the time being the most prominent player, who were still refusing to make um, a decision and to make a move on that. This led to an impasse that the Romanians and Bulgarians tried to break, even agreeing to additional assessments on their territories in order to appease the Dutch government and other skeptical members of the Schengen area. The fact-finding mission, which took place in October 2022, confirmed that Bulgaria and Romania had reinforced the overall application of the Schengen architecture and showed a model track record of implementation of the Schengen rules, said the European Commission. But yet again, this was not enough, due to Vienna's skepticism about the ability of Bucharest and Sofia to control the growing flow of migrants to the EU. Be that as it may, Romanian president Klaus Johannes was furious, describing the veto as inexplicable, regrettable and unjustified. For Dragos Tudorake, Vienna's opposition is not based on facts either, since the migrants arriving in Austria take the Balkan route via Serbia and Hungary and not from Bulgaria and Romania, which would make no sense from a geographical point of view either. Romania also considers legal action at the European Court of Justice should Austria still use its veto in December. The situation at the end of 2022 suggested that Sofia and Bucharest would have to wait endlessly in the waiting room at the Schengen Gateway. However, this wait has a considerable economic cost, according to Romanian government calculations up to 2% of annual GDP is lost simply because the country is not part of Schengen. For example, the situation is holding back the Romanian car industry because of the lack of cross-border trade with other EU countries, explains Dragos Tudorake. So if anyone asks why, Romania has a very thriving automotive uh, industrial sector, but not for assembling cars. All the assembly plants stop at the Hungarian border. Why do they do that? Because for car assembly plants you need ready-to-install ins- ready pr- production lines for which you have to have very predictable uh, transport times. Well, you can have predictable transport times when the lorry is spent two days at the border. Not to mention the environmental and political cost, as such a refusal would project a negative image of Europe to the citizens of these countries, leading some to turn away from the EU. Second, it's a, it's a political cost. Uh, basically, we, we, we have a, we've never had an extreme right party. Of course, we can't say that the extreme right party in Romania is because of Schengen. No. It had started, unfortunately, uh, already two years ago. But now they are polling at 20%. And one of the arguments that they use is, listen, Europe doesn't want you. Europe treats you as second-hand citizens. 
Um, so they are, f they are fueling anti-European sentiment at a time when you don't need that. The European Commission, but also the European Parliament, firmly support the accession of the two countries. MEPs came out strongly in favour of the two countries joining by the end of 2023 in a resolution on the subject last July. And the President of the European Parliament, Roberta Mezzola, doubled down her endorsement during the last plenary session in Strasbourg in November. We stand fully on your side. On this, there is no justifiable reason not to admit Bulgaria, as you have now fulfilled all the conditions since already, it bears repeating, 11 years. I sincerely hope that the Spanish presidency will make every possible effort to reach agreement between all member states this winter. Her commitment answers to the praises of the Bulgarian Prime Minister Nikolai Denkov who explained to the Chamber the importance of joining the Schengen area. Bulgaria's full membership of the EU and NATO is the greatest guarantee for the continuation of the democratic and European path for the development of our homeland. That is why we must complete our European integration by joining Schengen and the Euro area. However, this objective of obtaining the green light from the member states in the Council by the end of the year still remains hypothetical, given that accession is so closely linked to the migration issue. An increase in irregular crossings into the EU would complicate any further enlargement of the Schengen area, as Rosen Zeliatskov, president of the Bulgarian parliament, acknowledged in an interview with Bulgarian media outlet BNR. Our position is that the admission of Bulgaria and Romania will streamline the Schengen regime, allowing for more resources and efficiency to be concentrated at the external borders, and that, in fact, it will favor all migration processes, including return readmission and asylum processes. I hope that our position will be well understood and articulated in Austrian society, and we expect the trilogues related to the Pact on Migration and Asylum to be successfully concluded during the Spanish Presidency, at the end of this year, so that Austria's expectations will also be met and Bulgaria will benefit from the lifting of Austria's veto. As we underlined in our previous episode, Schengen's dossier seems to be closely linked to pacto migration, given that the Spanish presidency of the Council's main priority is to conclude the reform of migration policy by the end of this year, this could help Bulgarians and Romanians to avoid border checks from the next one. Spain's Interior Minister Fernando Grande Marlaska and the Commissioner for Home Affairs, Ilva Johansson, said it loud and clear at the last minister's meeting. Romania and Bulgaria must join Schengen as soon as possible. And the next Home Affairs Minister's Council in December is their deadline. That's all for today. I'll continue to unravel for you more news and thoughts on the European institutions in the next episode of Voices from Brussels. Stay tuned.